Hello and welcome to Football Talk, the only place to find Icelandic football interviews in English. Today's interviews with English striking sensation Gary Martin. Back for another interview on the podcast, we spoke about the new Lengu season and self Sunday Martin. We spoke about another go at the Besta, his days back in Lillstrom, a trip to the ghetto and of course the best restaurants in Iceland. That's all in today's interview, so without further ado, let's get into it. Today on the podcast, we have a footballer who really needs no introduction around these parts, but here we are anyway. He's a three-time Golden Boot winner. He's won everything in Iceland with KR. He's taken on Hungary, Denmark, Norway, Belgium, just name a few. He's the most talked about foreigner in the history of Icelandic football, and yet he's just a kid from Dalo. Welcome back to the pod, Gary Martin. <laughs> Thank you. No bad induction, that'll be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had uh, four years to work on it since the last well, one, mate, so there we go. Um, yeah, so it's it's the second appearance on a podcast. It's obviously now got a new name and a little bit of a rebrand. But uh, yeah, so welcome back. Uh, how's your day been so far and uh, where are you speaking to us from? Uh, appreciate it. Uh, not bad. Another nice line to date. Uh, <laughs> and Selfos, I'm in my apartment in Iceland. Gonzi's out with his missus. So if, if someone comes badging through the door shouting in Spanish, it's, it's Gonzi. Don't worry. <laughs> You need to get on. To, you need to tap up um, Gonzi for getting on this podcast. I've always yeah, I'll get him on. Um, but yeah, how's your? Have you learned any Spanish? Is living with Gonzi? No, not really. Um, my missus was here last week and she speaks a bit of Spanish. So they were just all speaking Spanish while I was watching the footy. So I'm not. I'm not inter- interested in Spanish. Any more Icelandic? <clears throat> yeah, I'm getting better because I'm uh, coaching kids. Okay. I speak to them basically in Icelandic without me even really knowing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I screamed at them in Icelandic without me like even processing it from my brain. So that's coming on, which I'm quite happy with. I'm always amazed, mate, when um when I come over and speak I saw like I think I saw Sam Houston yeah. turn around and talking full Icelandic and I'm like, I just yeah. I just can't believe what I'm seeing. Do you know what I mean? Like Dino's the best. Dino yeah. Dino is like basically fluent in Icelandic, but there's an English some English words that they don't really have a word for in Iceland, so he has to use an English word in the middle of a middle of a sentence and it just honestly it's unbelievable sometimes <laughs> like like I know what you're saying I stand because I've been here 10 years you know what I mean but then he'll use an English word to describe it and everyone's looking around and I'm just laughing he's because I, I was actually um when I was doing doing a bit of research earlier I, I never saw his playing career in Iceland um I played with him you did, did yeah I saw because I saw obviously now he's been a coach for I think about five five years now so I'm not sure how long um he retired when he was 42 he was playing Pepsi when he was 42 Bloody hell! Who did he play for? I mean, I could definitely have looked this up beforehand, but why not you? Why not you tell us? Uh, I played. He played. He played for Akrones, Ibivaf, Kawa. Uh, he's played in a few foreign companies, but I played for him in Akrones. It was my my first season when I played for him. So we went up. Did you always speak about um, going to Selfos together in uh, ten years' time? Yeah, it never crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, it's so. Uh, the date of today is today's date is the twelfth of May. So um, Selfos are heading for their second league game tonight. You go into the ghetto. Um, yeah. How's how's the vibes? Is it a bit of a special place to go? Um, uh, I don't... And in general, how is match day for you? You said like you just had a lay-in sort of thing. What's the match day schedule like? What's it like? Uh, they changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they always change. It depends. I mean, different countries is different. Different things like, for instance, Belgium. We had to be at the stadium five hours before kickoff, man, and spend the whole day in the, in the stadium. It was weird that, it, it, even though I live around the corner, do you know what I mean? I've got to be 
kick off at seven. You've got to be at the stadium at two, and you spend the whole day there. <laughs> yeah, what do you what do you even do for five hours? Or is this like? Yeah, uh, obviously we had like obviously levels in football. We had beds in that at the stadium and yeah. the games rooms and stuff. Do you know what I mean? It was decent to be fair, but it was just I think it was a team thing, and it was a it was a principle from the owner. It wasn't like the manager said. I think the owner had always said so. Uh, he's not with local anymore. Rest in peace. He was he died last year, uh, but yeah, it was I think thing that he put all the way through. Okay. Uh, but in Iceland, I just like today I'll chill out. Uh, I'll go and coach the kids for an hour. Mm-hmm. I, I started to put that into my routine because I think a lot of people understand as foreigners, especially like sitting in your house from ten till four waiting to go to training is it's mind numbing, mate. To be honest, that's why I go to the gym. On it, it's mind them and sit around. So I've managed to get that in three times a week. So it breaks my days up. So I'll go there, come on, eat, and then go go and get on the bus about half four, head to head to the ghetto. I mean, yeah. I mean, and I was just thinking back to when you said about being at the stadium for five hours before. If you're a bit nervy for a game or it's a big game, that just like builds the anticipation so much. Oh, imagine like you must be saying literally like you're just kind of twiddling your thumbs for five hours with nothing else to think about that. Like. You know, I remember, yeah, obviously my first start was Anderlecht. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that time, they had Dendonka, Tillemans. So, obviously, it was my first start. And then you, you, you see you see the video. Obviously, you always do video analysts and you see you see Tillemans just banging him in left and right from the <laughs> from everywhere on the pitch. Yeah, And I was basically playing as a, obviously a striker, but my job was to basically just stop him. I may as well put running trainers on me, to be honest. It was pointless playing football, but I touched the ball. I think I touched the ball about four times. But And you sat there thinking, like, am I there yet? Do you know what I mean? Like, I basically, I can I can remember about five, five weeks before, I played in a friendly for Vikinger against Grutter. Five weeks later, I was standing against Anderlecht. That, and I was horrible, horrible in the friendly. Do you know what I mean? We played a friendly in A's Hall, and I was horrible. And you think, Look where you are now, do you know what I mean? Football changes so quick. Yeah, like I say, when you're when you're getting ready for a game like that, it doesn't help, mate. Just start waiting around and because you know Anderlecht are the best team in Belgium, so and then players aren't going to be crap. What was the result? Can you remember? I'm sure uh, if you can remember running after him. No, no, mate. We should have won it. Okay. Yeah, so you, you did your job then. You, you, uh... Yeah, for 60 minutes and then got dragged. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Rune was a manager there, so he was in Kawa now. He was coming under a bit of stick, in he? Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that later on, because um, I know obviously I've seen you like countless times say he's the best manager you played under, um, other than Dean Martin, of course. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll definitely ask you about that. Um, I was going to, yeah, it's going on, so Dean Martin, Selfos. Um, how was the uh, opening weekend of the Lengues. It started last weekend. Um obviously it was a three one loss against After and Maggie's uh Maggie's magic mm-hmm. run. Um yeah how was it? What's the what's the like expectations for uh Southwest this season? Because obviously last year was such a crazy year having that massive high and then it was slowing down sort of thing. Uh mate, honestly uh last year it's it still annoys me now we should have went up. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. If you ask how cow and I know it because we, we were in Spain with them and we battered them both times. And they said, like, and I remember we played Filky at home and Filky like, you're by far the best team we've played. And we were on we were on fire. And it annoyed me because the predictions put us in ninth or tenth. And mm-hmm. I understand that these guys on football they they know a bit about football, but they don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't like it. So I knew I had a team around me that we could Easily be in the top four, easily. 
Uh, me, Gonzi, Tokic, and Baldi. Our front four. There was no front four better than that in the league. That's three. Like that's three players that would normally be the star of one Lengu team, like per season. Uh, Let's be I, honest, I, I, sort of thing. Like. This is. I'm going to say this, and people will think I'm insane, but I think Tokic on his day could be the top five strikers in Iceland. He's. I've, I've watched him play live before. Mate, uh, there is not. There's not many. There's, say six teams in the top league try to sign him, mm-hmm. and they said, "Oh, will you play midfield for him?" I'd say no, and I chose to accept. I would play midfield for him. There's not many strikers in Iceland I would give up my position for, and he's only one of them. And uh, the f- people like, for instance, you come to a game and he's absolutely dog shit. You don't see him again for three weeks. Yeah. You come see any shit. I see him Monday to Friday every day. I see the things he can do. I just, if I was in his shoes, it's just, I don't know there's something in his brain. There's something in his head. He could honestly be be the best in the country if he wanted to be. If you stuck him in Bradyville, I think he scored 20 goals. Yeah. I've never seen anybody like it, but he just doesn't have, he doesn't have a fire inside him. Is he playing, the, I think he's playing the 30 now, isn't he? He's playing, I, I can't he's remember. He's playing for I, I, now. Yeah, I wouldn't want to pronounce the name myself. I'll leave that to you. Surrounded by Selfos and stuff. And so, but I think Gonzi is, Gonzi falls in the bracket between Pepsi and Lengi Delta, like in quality. Yeah. Like, I think he's really, really good in this league. I think he'd have to be in the right team in the top league. And then we had Valdi, a young kid, and I just felt if we had a strong midfield and a strong defence, we had a chance. And we started with a young kid from Anna Flocker who was a winger at left back that season. We were missing a left back half of the season. Uh, our right back had MS and he had some head problems. So he and he was our captain. We we had we had a few players out and but we just went on this run. And honestly, mate, I remember we beat Kawaf away two one with like and I mean a bare minimal squad. Like we had a we had fourteen players. We had centre back playing right back. We had Alpen Biffy in deep midfield. We had Brecky, who was seventeen starting up front. Donzi went off half time injured, and we won that game two on. And I remember thinking, we're go- we're going up. It's happening. And I know we're going up. And I got a suspension at the wrong time. We played Grotter away, and they beat us three 0 But we were we were still fine. And then we lost to Halcow at home, and I think that just killed us. Like the belief. The players weren't believing that we could go up. I think they were a bit worried. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah we we shut our pants and we fell apart. But <laughs> I think the Halcow game, if we'd have won that, we'd have definitely went up. Yeah. And I think, I, obviously, the media always said it was the injuries and that, and it obviously was a massive factor, wasn't it? Um, yeah. But um, so what? Uh, what's the story behind Tokic leaving Southwest this year? I is just it, is that his decision or is it the club's decision? Or I don't. I think they both parted ways. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like I said, I as a football player, I. There's not many people I would rate as highly as him, and I've played with a few in Iceland. Uh, I just think there's, he's like, a, what I like about him is a typical Eastern, like Eastern Europe playing player. Give me the ball, I'll put it in the goal. Yeah. I thought you were going to him. If you yeah. give him the attributes I have, running and pressing and thinking, I just think no one could live with him in this country. I really don't. And it's a shame because, uh, like I say, left foot, right foot, heading, finishing. If if you get a penalty, you may as well just not even put a keeper in the goal, mate. Like honestly, I'm I've never seen anybody get close to me. I think he took seventy penalties in self in training and missed one. I saw I saw um something on an interview done before where it's like about some kind of bet. Um it was hard to translate it, but it was written in Icelandic, so it didn't translate. Yeah, it well, filthy. We played filthy away last year. And we were we were, they were battering us. We were three 0 down at half time. We got back to three two, four two, and then we got a penalty. And the guy was like pushing me on the edge box, said, What are you doing, mate? And I looked at him. What are you doing? I said, there's no need to try and get a rebound. He will not miss. 
I said, you want to bet? He went, yeah, 5,000. So I shook his hand on the edge of the book, <laughs> took his put in the top corner. I said, right, I'll give him money after the game. He, I'd make that bet. If it was anyone in the world, I'd have paid up. No, I need Oli Kelly will get the money off me. I'll find out who it was. I said it again. <laughs> Make a bet you pay it. Yeah, no, for, for real, definitely, mate. You shook your hands. You've got to do it. Um, so, yeah, that was last season. Um, under... And then this year, oh, yeah, yeah. Spoke, I think we just, I so think people. Oh, you spoke about the forbolty.net predictions. This year was a 10th place finish, they predicted. Yeah, and then obviously the captain, you do a thing with the elite captains and the managers, and they predict, and they put us in the 11th. Yeah, and that's just because they just don't like me or what. <laughs> but, uh, like that for me, like I can't. People say I did a four period. Do you use that as motivation? Not really, because I've come back and the club have they've got a philosophy where they use sixty or seventy five percent kids from self Yep, it's good. Do you know what I mean? It's really yeah. good. The play, the, the players are good enough, but the question is, are they mentally ready? Do you know what I mean? So. When the guy said to me, I said, I can't use that as motivation for me. Like, I'm not more like to say you need to fight to stay in the league. I'm not used to that kind of motivation. I was yeah. 2021 because selfless had just come up. Mm-hmm. So I knew we were going to fight to stay in the league and I loved it. And we did it. And then the year after we were good last year. But now they're putting us back down there. And that's not because of me. That's because we're so young. Yeah. So for me, the young players need to use that as a motivation yeah. that you're not good enough, lads. Do you know what I mean? They mm-hmm. think you aren't good enough. So you show them. Do you know what I mean? I've had, it, I've had it 12 years. Will you do this? Will you do that? Because it's a team. It's not just me and Gonzi. Do you know what I mean? You're not. Yeah, of course. You know, so I, I think we will, in my opinion, like I'm normally very egoistic and normally I'd say, I will fight in the top five, but I know we won't. Like, I would, do you know what I mean? You've got your realisation is we're not strong enough. Uh, on any day, any given day, we can beat anybody, but when like we don't have the the experience like we lost the cup game against Leighton that was down to experience not quality mm-hmm. that was just down to experience and uh, I think anywhere between 7th and 10th I think we'll be we'll be solid and it's, it, as always it's a really competitive league this year again um, but I think yeah massive credit for you because obviously I think before you went to IBV when they got relegated and you signed for them and you were, like, and you were willing to like stay there to get back up something I felt, I felt like this was what you were saying, the kind of project you were willing to be part of and yeah. never really, never really materialized there, did it because of different reasons sort of thing, but yeah. you're actually getting a chance to show that you were being deadly serious about committing to a team yeah. and spending years trying to be part of the project and helping these young players like, gain that experience and gain that confidence. Uh, yeah, it's obviously we, we have Dino and Dino makes it, uh, I'm on Dino now 10, 10 years plus and he loves it. Dino is the kind of player where he loves just hard working players who give everything. You don't have to be the best. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So these young kids, I'd never known, like, I, well, I'm from England. Mm-hmm. For me to get in the Middlesbrough first team, I had to train, well, every single day, 365 days a year, for two years in a row, to then get into the reserves. Then you've got to play well in the reserves to then get in the first team. Here, they just go bump, bang. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Straight away, it's like because it's so small, and then you get put straight, and they get fired straight in the starting lineup. That's why you see like Bradford, a lot of young kids just because they're good enough. But then year olds getting debuts, fifteen year olds getting debuts. Yeah, but like I, you see, when when they when when the manager puts them in, they have the experience around them to guide them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Where here they're just starting. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've still got my expectations. Do you know what I mean? I still 
I'm not here to survive. I'm here to win. Yeah. So when I go into a game in the league, I'm not thinking about the bottom half of the league. I'll always go in it to try and win. Where they might be thinking, we just oh, we need to survive today, like try and get a point. Do you know what I mean? The different in mentality is completely different. Yeah. So and they haven't got the guidance around them. They're just getting right. You're starting right back, like Ivan, 16, 17 years old. Brecky, you're from Bulgaria, 18. Listen to what he says. Do you know what I mean? Like they haven't had the time to like come on for 20 minutes for a couple of years and and learn it. So, but like I say, it's good for them. But it sometimes it's I love it. Like yeah. the the Spain trip, it's I've been on a lot of trips, preseason trips, and that Spain trip was so enjoyable for me, for many reasons. Just they were all so young, mm-hmm. and they were you could see that the the football's changed over the years because it's my last preseason trip since I went with Valor in 2019, and I was in a different kind of environment. There. We're we're here yeah. to train properly, twice a day. We're we're going to win the league. Where in Selfos it was just like. A freedom. I got my own room by myself because I was the oldest. <laughs> I was the oldest, so I got my own room nice. with a hot tub, and it was unbelievable. <laughs> Just let them like you didn't have to be in the in the group. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like obviously you had meetings and time, meeting times and stuff, but the fines weren't strict, and it was just a pure freedom, and I enjoyed it. Where when I was in Valor, I was like, be there this time, this time. It's like regimented. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to be here the year, and like that's not you know you know me, man. I'm, <laughs> I can't follow just what you have. I can't be dictated to. I hate mm. it. So, yeah, like I say, it's good to be around such young players. They have a lot of energy, but they see things different to you. Do you know what I mean? They're raised in a different environment, which is... You're, you're a winner. So, that means that you've got... Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, they don't understand stuff like... Like, if, I, if you snap someone in training, mm-hmm. they'll take, like... they The young guys, they all come together and take it as a personal attack. Do you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you want to win. And they they grew up in a different environment to us, and I understand it. But like, I've, I've it took me a while to find the the line. Like last year, I was always like, so they'll be I telling stories in ten years' time. But like, mate, yeah, I used to, I grew up training with Gary Martin. Mate. I can I can I can handle. Yeah, that. He, was <laughs> he was on the bike for an hour before training. Like they don't understand that. Yeah, you know what I mean. They come in a quarter to put the boots on and go and start razzing balls about where I've been and some foot. They don't. It's just different. Do you know what I mean? I saw um I saw Goodmunder um Charlie Pinkson from uh he's obviously he was an acronist before, wasn't he? Yeah. Um you guys know he's been handed a captaincy this year, um, as part of that ethos of giving younger players more responsibility. Like, how was that decision? How did it feel like when that was um happening? Oh, I'm gonna be honest, uh, I'd obviously just landed back and I think I it was about seven and we were playing late night before and Dino just called me and said, Look the the club like are thinking about this and it wasn't like it wasn't just like took off me do you know what I mean like look we're taking giving it to him the conversation they, yeah yeah they asked my opinion on it like look we want to promote the club and we want to give it to Gummy and and do this and do that and so all the young kids and I understand it but the problem is like I've set a bar now mm-hmm. I've kept you in the league nearly got you up and I, I feel a bit sorry for Gummy because like all of a sudden he's captain of a young group and then me yeah and then, I'm so the kind of how can he oh, be your captain in that, in that I, I'm going to oversee everything you do do you know what I mean yeah and people don't understand like I had no problem like he, he can be captain for me like it's like if I went home to Downton and they wanted me to be captain I'm never going to say no no matter how old I am do you know what I mean yeah so they, they will find out if he's ready like 
it's not easy being a captain because you can't play bad. And you have to set an example all the time. And yeah, like don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it. But last year when it, things started to go a bit bad, like I didn't enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? There was no like people no respect and stuff. So I was like, Yeah, I understand what you're doing, but let's just hope it's the right decision. So yeah. I, respect, I respect that, mate, because obviously there's so many stories over the years, like during the Valor stuff, I've yeah. stuff about egos and everything, and that just lays it out that I mean, you're willing to like step aside yeah. to, to let a young guy take the captaincy, sort of thing. It says it all. It's uh, like, do, 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 for instance, like I spoke in, like he takes penalties. Like, I'm not here to pro- promote myself no more. Mm-hmm. I've done my time. You know what I mean? I've had my thing. Like, it's it's the, it's the next group's chapter. You know what I mean? Even though I've got six, seven years left, it's. It's still, it's their time to come through. You know what I mean? They want to go abroad. They want to play in the big leagues, the bigger stadium. So it's probably just me still getting. I'm captain. All the lights are on me. I don't. I'm quite happy where I am now. One of the um, I've a few. I received a few of the same question actually on Twitter earlier. Um, and it was, will you have one last go at the Besta? Um, or two last goes? We'll be saying six or seven years. Um, obviously you've got a contract to South Force to 2024. Um, so which is the end of next season, but I guess anything can happen after afterwards, or even uh, with Selfos. I get asked this question a while because you know what the good thing is when people ask you a question, they still know that you're good enough to play. In that like, well, for me, like as a family, it feels it feels I completely understand the project, but it still feel it still feels odd every week seeing your name in the language. Sort of yeah, thing. you know yeah. what? Like sometimes it's a hard question because you never know how people are going to interpret. Like, yeah. Football-wise, yes, I want to play in the top league. Yeah. But then I've got to give up life. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand that. You only get one crack at life. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, one of my good friends died. So and it makes right. you realise, like, I remember before, you you know, you know Troy, the boxer, we were sat having beers in the pub and we were speaking about what next year, what your plans, and he's gone. Yeah. And so, so hypothetically, you've got, Scenario A, Gary and Selfos comes back in February, season starts May, goes home 17th September, gets five months off. I look after myself, train every day, everyone knows him. Yep. Uh, never out of shape. But I've got five months in England with my girlfriend. I have a life. I can go on holidays, enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. Scenario B, Gary comes back in January, the league starts in April and he goes home in October. I'm giving up, what, nearly two and a half months yep. of life to go and play back in the top league to do something I've already done. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Is it? Yeah, is it, is it worth me to then say, right, I want to go back up, and I, I've got to be realistic now. Valor wouldn't sign me. Mm-hmm. They've got Patrick and Andrew. Now. Say, say Andrew goes to Vestry and he's, he wins a trophy this year and he wants to go home. Then you've got to say, is Gary willing to be a sub in Valor? It's hypothetically, you know what I mean? Like, I, I want to go and win stuff. Yeah. I'll never, I'm not there to sit on the bench and be. We've, oh, seen, we've seen how that plays out before, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, I'm a big for everyone in the top league, yeah. you know what I mean? Top teams, I can bring Gary on for half an hour, do you know what I mean? Like, it's an unbelievable sub for them to have. But if I go, if I did go up, then I'd have to, I'd want to start. Yeah. And then you've got family teams. So if I'm ready to be out the way, I see myself, I can start for all the other teams. I don't, do you know what I mean? I don't care. Everyone I, else think, does I, don't, I don't think there's even a question that anyone's mind. Yeah, so about. take away Valor and Brady because they've got top, top strikers. I'd start in all the other teams, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But then people don't sound that right. You've got that. You've agreed. I've got to change my mindset now because I enjoy being here. Do you know what I mean? There's, yeah. There's, you've got to stand up. The, the playing the top league, like I go and watch the top league and I'm I'm then analysing people saying, oh, he wasn't good. You're, you, go, the you go to a lot of the games, don't you? you I go to a lot of the games. games yeah. you know, 
like, and I, and I looked at the peers, but then, like, people, how many people come to Lengendale and Cup London? No one's really, like, even if I have a bad game, no one's going to say he was bad because I've, I've got a reputation, you know what I mean? But then I've got top league, you're under all the cameras again, people pulling your performances apart on TV. He, was, he wasn't this, he looks heavy, he looks this. I get the same shit every year. And obviously, mate, I've said, like, I've said that people love talking. Uh, you most yeah. talked about foreign in the history, mate. And if you've done something in the game, there'll be three stories instantly, four stories. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Everything so, you've done is amplified. Like. Yeah, if I, if, then if you go to the top league, you've got people on TV who, who I might not even respect. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. someone might be who didn't win what I win and they couldn't be, and they're pulling my performance apart. And I'm thinking, like, hang on a minute, do you know what I mean? Like, do you know I've what I mean? So, I've seen your Twitter bio as uh, people who've never kicked a ball, isn't it? But yeah, uh, yeah. talk yeah. sort of in. Football, Do you know what I mean? You've got that yeah. people who've never actually played remotely close to a decent level, but they're experts on football, man. Like, and they'll t- they'll tell you how it is or their opinion. Everyone's yeah. allowed an opinion, but like if they're going to criticize me, they have no idea what's going on. So then that comes into question. And like my missus was here last week. She's like, "Would you like? Would you want to go back up?" And I'm thinking, it changes every day. It changes yeah. everything, you know what I mean? Because the facilities I've got in Selfos, nobody, there's only FL for me who've got facilities like this. Mm-hmm. Our indoor hall and stuff. And you've got then, say, Santa Cowell, you're outside in the snow training, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah, January, when I could be hypothetically just still in England, yeah, training myself. And, and when you're in cover, like their attempts now, mate, you have to win every game. Yeah, you have, When you play KI, you have to win every game. They're under some crazy pressure, aren't they, to like um, yeah. live up to the old standards sort of thing. It's just every year it weighs in them now. Um, but yeah, like, like you were saying there, I think like I spoke to so many, um, I know you're almost not even like a foreign player now and I was given other stuff in there, but like, I spoke to so many foreign players in the past sort of thing where they've like said like they found it so hard to find that like life work balance from being in a different country because you could be so isolated. So like you said, yeah. having those five months on your back sort of thing, gives you that balance so then you can go and be your best self when you're actually in Iceland working in a sense exactly that, 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 when I come here it's work for me. but like people I, I so I lived in Ibivas I lived on Desmond for a yeah. couple of years and I started because that's the same like you feel like you're in a computer game I don't know if you've seen Free Guy in the movie where he, just, it's like a, where he wakes up every day and he's in the same place he sees the same people at the same time if he dies he re- respawns and it's the same again mm-hmm Espanol was like that for me, so I started helping kids with autism. Okay. So there was, I started. It's, it's like a, for me, it's not work, but it's work. Yeah. So, uh, I have four kids, and like tomorrow I'll go and I'll spend the weekend on the island. That's why I'm always there, and I'm helping these kids. You know what I mean? I've been active with them. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's like being a big brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was one of the reasons I chose Selfos because I could still be with them kids. And people don't understand this when they say, "Oh, you're going to go back to the top league." Yeah, but then I've got to give up. Something I've been, I've been invested in three or four years. Uh, I've like the kids with autism in self Ross. I've got I started with a new kid now, uh, in investment. I started with a new kid now in self Ross last week. I get the enjoyment from that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm in life, so it would have to be very like a big challenge that I thought, yes, for me to actually change. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because I'm so set here, I'm happy. I've got the, the kids investment there who helped me get a break from Selfos. I can go to Reykjavik and then I've just started, like, like I say, now with a, a kid in Selfos who, who needs help. So That's the thing about being abroad. Like, you're given your whole life. Like You're given like, 
like well, seven months of your life, your year sort of thing, and it's mm. it's it's twenty four seven, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You're living yeah, there, yeah. your environment. It's not like it's not like in England. If you sign for a new football team, sort of thing, you can you can just still live in the same house, still see the same friends every night, still go to the same places. You just drive an hour further every morning. It's not like that. Obviously, you're literally giving your life to wherever you're playing. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And like, I'm the kind of person when I lived in Best that I didn't want to be because a lot of foreigners don't get wrong. You get some good foreigners, some bad foreigners. Some foreigners come just for the money. You never see them, they never do anything. They go to train and go home. I was in EBR 2019 when we went down, we had about seven foreigners. When you first came to Iceland, were you in that mindset or you? No, you know what? I was lucky I met Dino. So when I first came to Iceland, I just like, I needed, I got a contract for 10 games. I was like, I need to get a new contract. So I scored 10 goals, got a new contract. And then, uh, then I met Dino. And Dino was the hardest working player I've ever seen in my life. I was 19 and he was 36. He would train twice a day, every day. He was the fittest. He was the strongest. What, what position was he? Right winger. Okay. And I just, when you see someone like that, you can either take his good habits or just ignore him and think he's an idiot. So then I was like, and he, and he, one of the first conversations, like, he said, I think you're one of the best in the country at 19. You need to do this, this, and this. And I just adapted all of his good habits and good traits, professionalism. And I just wanted to go to the next level. And then I went to KR, then I went abroad. But, I always used it. I was motivated to go as high as possible. Where some, so I wasn't really invested in anything except for myself. But where now you get like foreigners, 2019, they're here, say 28, 29, 30, here to take the money and go home. Where I was living there, I thought, I don't want to be just Gary who people see on a Saturday. I want to be invested in town. So I started, do you know what I mean? Because I knew I was going to live there. You may as well invest yourself in the community. Do you know what I mean? And well, start I- helping. I remember, I don't know what year it was, probably about 2019, 2020, but when things were going crazy in the um, in the Pepsi at the time, it was called, um, I saw people saying that they wanted you to get a cap for Iceland. And that just yeah. shows that, and the people were saying like, they want you to get called up to the Iceland squad, which just shows how much you'd invested in you know, actually not being a foreigner anymore. And being- yeah, I'm, I, I don't see it as a foreigner. I, I, people say to me, would you spend the rest of your, I, I could see me living here. Yeah. Before I couldn't, but... The, more, the older you get, you realise this country is pretty special, man. Honestly, this country is. Oh, mate, you can see, but I'm obsessed, mate. I'm sat in London, just constantly. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a wonderful country. The people are amazing. It's safe. Uh, it's a good country. It's it's special. What What are your thoughts on um, Selfos being the most underrated place in Iceland as well? Because I've I've, I've only been to Iceland four times, but like I, we did a big road, we did the big road trip sort of thing. Yeah, Selfos. But went through at the start, came back to Southwest. And I don't know what it is, but for me, I'm not sure if it's just because I've been there a lot since I've been there, but Southwest feels homey and it just feels like a nice place. I mean, obviously having like Cafe Cruz, the best KFC in the world, um, <laughs> like all these things. I, I honestly think Southwest is, is a, yeah, it's an amazing place to be fair. Yeah, I love it. Uh, obviously, my missus has been, she's been with me. She's seen me in Belgium, Norway. She obviously visits a lot of places and, yeah. This is a favourite place to live. So, of course, all of them is a favourite place to live. And I'll tell you, I don't know what it is. It's, 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 yeah, it's such it's, a great space, isn't it? Like, and yeah, yeah. you go through Southwest to almost go everywhere, really, don't you, from Reykjavik? Um, yeah, so I live here. If I drive to Reykjavik, it takes me 40, 45 minutes, right? That's nothing. And like the drive so nice. If I was yeah. driving to Downton from Newcastle, it's my number, it's the same amount of time. Yeah. Sat in the motorway with a load of cars, where you're 45 minutes is not that long when you're in a car. So, and then obviously, like I say, you go the other way, you've got the, the waterfalls and stuff. And yeah, driving, it was a, driving in Iceland doesn't compare to driving in No, in England, mate, it's, oh, it's not yeah. normal. 
so like when my mate came, we were in the centre of everything, so we could do everything. Do you know what I mean? And like, you've got you've got amazing restaurants, for instance. I'll shout out all Tommy's. You've got Cafe Cruise Bar, Trig Biscali, Messan, mm-hmm. uh, it's Coffee House. So you've got all the nice restaurants. You've got local. Then you've got the KFC, like it, Domino's. You've got everything you need here. Mm-hmm. And then you've got right 40 minutes away. And yeah, it's just, it's it's calm, quiet. You've got a world-class gym. You've got everything. But like, I'm the, I'm the same person. Like people say, how do you live in Bessemer? I've got the same routine every day, no matter where I live in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you, when I'm at home, wake up, coffee, gym, dinner, home, and then at four o'clock, I'll put a mix up where four o'clock, yeah, I'll go to train, I'll go back to the gym. Mate, so you can put me anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, I'd have the same routine. Yeah. So it doesn't matter where I live, it's the same. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I was also going to say as well, as well as self being underrated, that I know you spoke about enough, but Cafe Cruz is, yeah, it's probably oh, man, unbelievable. The, best, the best restaurant yeah. I went to when I was, went on my trip. And we went to yeah, the whole country. Unbelievable. Right, hello and welcome back to the second half of Fabulti Talk. Um, not usual for us to do two parts of the podcast, but uh, the first part was recorded nicely and the second part didn't go too well on the audio file. So um, here we are, we're here again. But the benefit is we're about, I think we're about two weeks later now, which yeah. is pretty unusual. But um, the, the good thing is two more games have been played in the meantime. Um, so welcome back to the pod, Gary, first of all. Thank you. And uh, how were the wins? So you've got um, so now three games in the Lengue have been played. We spoke about the loss against after Eldin, and since then you've gone to the ghetto and got a win, and you've now beat your old teammate Tokic at Agir. Um Yeah, so how was it? How how have the games been? It's been a bit of an upturn for the old Selfos. Uh, the Bradalt one was massive for us because for me the Pepsi team has just come down, and you yeah. beat them away from home, and to have them second game where. Realistically, I thought if you even get a point there, it's good. I played there a lot of times. You know what I mean? It, it's mm-hmm. difficult. Uh, so that was that was massive for us, and I think then we thought we were better than we were against Fiolni. Yep. But I didn't think Fiolni were that great. Uh, I, I, we should have beaten. But they were there for the taking. Maybe they weren't. It was their first game on grass, so they weren't as good as they should be. So I think they were there for the taking. And then the one against I is probably the best out of the lot. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a derby game here, and a lot of people had mentioned it in the town building up, and I thought no one's going to really care. Do you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. like it's not the strong boring or what I'm used to. <laughs> so, but a lot of people are like we have to win, we can't afford to lose. Like they can't beat us and stuff like this. And yeah, it was it was a sweet victory. Uh, obviously, it means a lot for me. I live here. Do you know yep. what I mean? I, like I said in an interview with. If Darling were playing Hartlepool and we had foreign players playing for Darling, I would expect them to mean the world to them. Do you know what I mean? Of course, yeah, yeah. That's how you got to look at it. And yeah, we, we beat them and it, it was a great result. And the the weather was awful. And I, I was just so proud of everyone. The, the young lads you know, could have easily crumbled in the weather, but they stepped up and, and we beat them. I've just seen a clip from the game and I can confirm the weather was absolutely awful, wasn't it? Oh, and it's such an open pitch. You're just taking everything yeah. on, aren't you? I remember we went 2-1 up and I remember shouting to Oscar, every ball, kick it in the sea. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> kick every ball in the sea and it's game over. 
how was it um playing against Tokic? Have you played against Tokic before in Iceland? Because I feel like you've obviously been yeah, but not long we knew each other. Yeah, uh, people have this opinion of him that he's I don't know he's trouble. Like the thing is with him, he's a he's a fantastic player. Man. Honestly, he's a fantastic mm. player. But uh, his attributes next to me make him look bad because I run a lot. Do you know what I mean? I run. Mm. I don't stop running. And you're playing centre mid again for these games, weren't you? Well, for the yeah, last game, I'm not running. Then. So I think, and I think more strikers now in Iceland they run a lot, and he's a typical old centre forward. Give me the ball, I'll put mm-hmm. it in the goal. And I think that's a down part now because the game's evolving, and mm-hmm. he's grew up in that area where if you give me the ball, I'll put it in the goal. And don't get me wrong, he can do that, but I think he needs it's the other side that he lacks. But everything else, he's complete. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. He's one of the best finishes I've ever seen. And that's at every level I've been at, by the way. That was in Belgium, Norway. He's much finisher. You can't say much more than that. <laughs> than some of the players I've seen. So, yeah, it's... But he might just be comfortable there, do you know what I mean? He might like this one and he might not want the demands that people put on him at a higher level. And yeah. I can, I can totally understand that. So, one of the... So, the the big quote from the game, from your interview afterwards, was the kids became men. And uh, we spoke about obviously before about being a really young team. And one of the players um, is playing for the season is forcing Aaron Antonsen. Um, he's been at Fulham um, in the UK. Um, and now he's gone back to Iceland. How has that story been? Like, how's, it, how's it been around him? Because obviously these are like, I find these are the really interesting moves in Iceland because so many players go abroad, they get go to these big names and it's all the most adjusting back when you come back to Iceland. And that seems like I've spoken before to Atlee Anderson like, about that kind of transition. And how's it been being alongside him and almost not helping him through that? Uh, it's, you know what, for me, Staney is probably one of the easiest ones I don't have to talk to because he's been to England. Mm-hmm. So when he sees me doing something, he's like, I've seen that. Do you know what I mean? Like, he knows. Uh, I like, we were talking about the other day, I was like, because we all come in with training from Muddy Boots. And I said, Staney, just right in front of everyone, did you used to have to clean people's boots in Fulham? It was like, yeah. And they all looked at him like, <laughs> maybe they think that, like, that's humiliating. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So all the young kids looked at him like, yeah, yeah, I had to clean boots. And he just went bright red. I was like, that's how I grew up, mate. Yes, yeah, but in Iceland we don't do it. Yeah. The kids don't do it. They come in and bang yeah. the boots everywhere. <laughs> so mm. like that for that was like he, he's understood. He's been through the process. You know what I mean? He's been in a a big environment where you can't just carry on. And he's been unbelievable since he come. He's honestly obviously has that big tournament in the summer, which is massive for his career. Yeah, but yeah, staying he's been. For me, last game was so good to have him because he was shouting left and right because I was playing in midfield where last year Stane didn't really speak when I was playing that position. So he's evolving and I can see he's getting more mature and it's a it's a big year for him and he was unbelievable in the game. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, like if I was 18 years old, this is God's honest truth, playing in that game, I'd have probably crumbled. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I couldn't be bothered with that wind and that rain, but... They all stood up to it and it was it was amazing. Like I was more proud, even if we'd have lost, the way we went about the game, I'd have been it w- would have changed everything for me, like the way I looked at them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um and it is like you said, like it's, it takes a lot of mental strength, I guess, to come back to Iceland and just go again, sort of thing after like I guess a lot of people when they go abroad and go to Fulham, he doesn't expect to come home so soon. Um but I think it was was it Stranan who went he initially came home to? And then, yeah. and then, yeah. So it's been a bit of a journey, sort of thing. But um, so you, I mentioned before you played uh, centre mid again against Agia. Are you enjoying it? Is this like is this going to be a season? I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. 
Did, did oh, yeah. Wayne Rooney drop him through the uh, drop him through? I, the I love yeah. Well, obviously people have to know that Wayne Rooney is probably one of my top three favorite players, but I love it <laughs> because the way I am is like I like I like pressure and I like more responsibility when I'm playing, mm. especially in this team. So when I'm still up front, I'm relying on them to bring me the ball. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like for, for instance, I didn't get any chances, and I'm thinking. Then I'm walking off pitching and I've had a bad game, but I didn't really get the ball. So I know in this league, if I play in midfield, I can get on the ball, I can run. Like the best way I describe it is I'm, I'm a horse in a field. I'm just running around everywhere doing what I want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then my job is to bring the ball forward, give it to Gunzi, give it to the striker, give it to the midfielders. So then, and I think I, I'm good at that. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I do love it. Uh, of course, it's always nice scoring, but well, I think I've got to be in there. Still, still, you go, didn't you? So yeah, I've still got my goal, but you've got to be in the right team. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, for sure. Like I, playing in midfield for me, I, if someone said to me we want to sign you to midfield, I'd take it every day of the week. Now, mm-hmm. like I just love the position. Um, so you made a team a week after that performance, um, as did a certain Oscar Orn Hawkson. Um, mm-hmm. What do you make of him in Lengu? And uh, like, how do you see the like title race heating up this year in Lengu? Um, with my boys Grindavik back in the back in the mix, uh, they haven't conceded a goal yet, have they? No, I've uh, noticed that one. <laughs> so they've got. But they've also not really scored many goals either. To be fair, like I'm yeah, doing very well. Obviously, but obviously with, with Scary, they've got. He's unbelievable, mate. For me, he's the best Icelandic player of all times, in my opinion. Yeah, I've played with him for for three or four years, and he's just. He's the quietest man in the world, honestly. If you, I've, if, I've never heard much about him as a person. I've always mate, seen that so much. I've never seen anything about him. He's the quietest man in the world. Like, even if he's angry with you, he won't even tell you. Yeah. Like, he's just so unconfrontational. He just, <laughs> he's like a ghost, honestly. Uh, <laughs> but what a player, mate. What a player. He's technically. Yeah, he's insane. Ridiculous. And then obviously, you've got, you've got his left foot and then good job, Peter's right foot. Yeah, if you put them two in the same player, my good God. <laughs> so. Imagine being, imagine being up front with them two either side of you. Yeah, I mean, it's not, so, it's not the worst task it was. I know, but I think they'll, I think they'll win it. I just think they've got the the centre half, the young kid, Sigurdsson. Yeah, he's very good. I'm surprised he stayed there so long because he's been. Well, yeah, he's, me he's too. Been good I'm for him. I think I guess to mature until he's. And like then they've got the other guy they got from Lakeney. They've got Anikal. They've got a decent field. They've got that group where you'll know they go up, but it's mm-hmm. a group that probably come straight back down. If you know what I mean, I can hear you. I mean, it's it's a lot of players that have like, like over like older players. You know what I mean, like and it's a lot of players that are too good for this league easily. Yeah. But I don't think they they've got them like I'm saying. Look, the course you can play in the Pepsi, but it's like, do they have the motivation? That's, you know I, mean? I was just exactly do what I, was saying. I don't want to be unfair. The bottom of the Pepsi, I don't think so. I don't know these players personally, so I don't want to be unfair, but it does feel like it's kind of thing where it's a project where it's a it's a one season hit, do you know what I mean? And then and if yeah. they went again next season, it would need to be a fresh idea, it'd need to be a lot yeah. of recruitment really quickly, sort of thing. And from the outside, people were thinking, why on earth are they tearing apart this team that's just got them up? But if in order to be anything sustainable, if it was like that it might have to happen, obviously. You've got you've got to look at like you you'll know by the end of the season because how come Phil keep batted our league? They end up fifty odd points. And look at how come now. They're pushing yeah. every team. They beat Bradley. They yep. should have beat FL. They beat Cowra away. Do you know what I mean? So yes, you yeah. get if if a team batters this league by that many points, you'll know that they're all right. Definitely. Like for instance, I have Grindavik now 
better than Kevlarik. Yeah, yeah. I mean, God knows. Do you know what I mean? That's a question we're asking because yeah. I know I know how confident last year were better than Akronis and Phil, Akronis and Lefnik. Yeah, 100%, 100%. I knew that already. So that's how you've got to judge it. But with this new playoff system, you even if you finish near the bottom, you'll always have a chance to stay up. Yeah, I mean, we could have seen FH coming, FL coming down last year, couldn't we? If it was that would have been absolutely mental. That would have been crazy. But, um, yeah, I know it'll be exciting to see. I, I completely understand what you mean about like those kind of teams and those projects. So, I mean, it's going to it get you up, but it's what happens when you're up. Um, yeah, exactly. And I just I've been, Sorry, Karen. Karen, 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 Karen. I've been there. Obviously, when I was with Akinez, we won the League 2011. Mm-hmm. And we won our first four games when we went up. We were, but we 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 at that time had a top seven team in Iceland playing in the Lengidov, and we yeah. we were beating teams six nil every week. Like we won fifteen games in a row. Like we knew, do you know what yeah. I mean? So that's how you judge it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I was just going to ask, how does it feel playing in the Corin in um like the indoor ground at um at HK Lot because it feels oh, the whole league's outside, and then you have got one ground that's inside. It's a, like how does it feel to play? I, I liked it, but yeah. the pitch like concrete. Uh, but if you play inside with no wind and they put walk on the pitch, it's it's a dream, mate. To be honest, yeah, I don't mind it. I, I play every game inside if they put water on the pitch and the pitch was soft. But <laughs> that's like concrete. Oh my god, it's that yeah. hard that they can't train on it. I don't think like they train somewhere else. Yeah, so there's been a lot. I, I like playing inside because sometimes the weather just ruins the games. Mm-hmm. And uh, my final uh, my final question on on that kind of thing. Um, with uh, the grass versus artificial debate in Iceland right now, where do you fall in that? Grass, man. Football should always be playing on grass. <laughs> it's, for me, it's not even a debate, but obviously you've got to adjust to the weather, but football should never be played on anything but grass. But with the weather here, I would, I would rather them all play on artificial. Yeah. I think the standard of football will then go up. The injuries will be less because there'll be no changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, think, that's, that's the issue now, right now, isn't it? I think because a lot of yeah, but then what what would they do with these pre-season trips where you go and do the team wrong? Do you know what I mean we go to Spain? You got these places to go on the grass, yeah, to go to Spain to go and train that officials just is a waste. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think eventually everyone will be artificial. I think it is what it is, but you can't be playing football on grass, mate. If grass is perfect and it's wet, it's the best feeling. Definitely. Um, so I wanted to hark back to your Norwegian days. Um, I, last time we spoke on a podcast, I didn't know too much about Norwegian football. I've now watched a lot more of it over the last uh, years, two years or so. Um, and now I can get a feel for just how huge these games are. And obviously you spent a lot of time at Lillstrom. Um, they had the cup final that they lost last, yeah. uh, I think like last weekend now, I think it was. Last weekend. Was, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, but I, I didn't. Obviously, you weren't playing in the cup final, obviously. But you have done for the stream in the past. How was how was that experience, and how was it playing on like those massive stages? Because for someone who doesn't know Norwegian football, you'd almost be surprised to see how massive these games are, and the crowds and the atmospheres. It's oh. it's it's as big as it gets, really, isn't it? Like, yeah, that, that cup final last weekend made me just realise people don't understand. I I left Lillestrøm because I wanted to, mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong. When you see the cup final like last year, uh, last week, it makes you miss it because I played in front of them when them fans in Vullerenga in the derby game and they, they were awful last weekend when I watched it. They didn't even try mm. and play. Uh, Brand were much better, but Brand is a massive club as well. Yeah, he's massive. Uh, but yeah, Norwegian football is is unbelievable. 
Mm-hmm. But it's for me is a living there. When you come from England, where I come from, and you're like, people don't respect, understand. I always respect money. Mm-hmm. So living in Norway, and you go out and you want an omelette. For instance, an omelette in London might cost you what six quid. I don't know, seven quid. Yep. Which for what that's expensive where I'm from. A decent omelette as well. We get for yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd be hoping to get so, one for a fiver. I think so. Yeah. So where I'm from, it costs you about three quid, mate, for yep. Norway, twenty pound for four eggs, mate. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm like, I can't live because I don't want to be stuck inside. I don't want to go mm-hmm. and enjoy myself. And I got the point where it's like, if you want to see it, you can't live. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I found it hard coming to terms with living there. Like it had everything, but don't get me wrong, I was on good money, but that's just normal for them. Yeah, in England, no, a lot of money. That, yeah. Don't get me wrong, in England, it's a lot of money while I was there, but in Norway, it's just normal. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I I can't handle this. Like, missus would come out and go for a meal, 200 quid. Do you know what I mean? Like, just for a normal standard meal on Acrobiggy, I was like, yeah, this is mental. <laughs> it doesn't work, does it? But, it doesn't work. Do no, you know what I mean? Like, especially, you know, and especially like, I was there alone, didn't really know the place. Not, Iceland for me is home. Yeah. So, yeah. But other than living there, the football, the fans, the facilities, the best. And the fan, the fans took to you, didn't they? I can still see, I can still yeah. see to this day you get interactions on Twitter. Yeah. I'm, I'm going over in October for the, for the derby game. Oh, okay, nice. So, but like I said, for me, Lillestrom was a bigger club than Lokeren in Belgium. Yeah. But Lokeren was in a much higher league. No, I can hear that, I can hear that, because I feel like the Norwegian, like the whole, the whole grand stage is like bigger than, way bigger than the, the league's oh, position in the world. Like. Massive, massive. Lokeren, when I went there, I was just like, I felt like I was a, a little bit back in Iceland there with the facilities in the club. It was like, don't get me wrong, the stadium was much better. The pitches were nice, but the, the internal structure, like the dressing rooms and stuff were like, not great. Kitman looked like they didn't want to be there. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, then you, then you had the problem of like 12 different nationalities. In Norway, you had two or three, but majority was Norwegian. But yeah, it was like completely different. I, I wish I'd have stayed in Norway a little bit longer, but I just wanted to come back, come back to Iceland, mate. Hey, there's still there's still time. I won't start any rumours, but there's still time. <laughs> um, so, uh, and also, I didn't manage to get onto last time. Onto we had a lot of questions on Twitter, um, asking about different things for the pod. Um, so, one of the questions was: uh, these, these are, I'm just going to throw them at you. Keep firing them away. Uh, who is the most underrated player in Iceland? Uh, Felix on Fredrickson. <laughs> I mean, that's changed since we last recorded yeah. this podcast, so uh, I'm intrigued to hear why. He is the most underrated player. It's not normal. Yeah. He's He's got everything. He's quick, good left foot, decent right foot, knows football. He, he's played about 300 games. I think he's 23, you know, 24. I remember when he first came on, like, I remember when that, that the pre-season when he was like 17 to start playing. I just started noticing <laughs> he's, his name. He's played more game. games than me, I think. Really? Wow. he's 24, yeah. And he doesn't, he doesn't go, get linked anywhere, does he? I guess that's not the definition of underrated. He's from the island, so he's just happy to stay there. I think, but I would love to see him move, mate. He can play in any of the top teams, not a problem. Any of them, not a problem. Yeah. Bradbrook, he'd be unbelievable. He'd be unbelievable in Bradbrook. I've noticed he's been inverting a little bit now as well, hasn't he? Like, I think that goal he scored against Valor, and uh, yeah. it was a game. I think it was the first round actually. Yeah, I think, right I think you even said that you you taught him that right foot. Mate. Um, unbelievable, what a player. Yeah. Um, so, on the other side of the spectrum, uh, who's the most 
Overrated player in Iceland. I said me last time, didn't I? <laughs> well, you don't uh, have to say yourself. I'll, I'll, I'm going to push you for someone else. Uh, I don't know if you can say overrated. Uh, it's not. It's not a nice question, is it? But I guess uh, it's one of the ones. That's... But for me, they're not. All, it's like they're still very good, but I just don't think they're that good. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's a hard one. Uh, it's easier for the underrated ones, you know what I mean? Because you play against that because well, you're decent to be fair. Let me um, you know I mean? let me prod you on an underrated one you said last time, the Halka Power. For yeah, I'll let, I'll let you fly with that instead of an overrated. It's a bit of a bit of a nasty question. <laughs> yeah, uh, Halka Power's ridiculously underrated. The football, I don't think people think how how good he is in football. You just don't get to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a few Haldus Mari also. Yeah, what a player. player. Got to see Vikes actually finally folded last night a tiny bit. Yeah, um, mate, I, I remember I played I played with him, right? And I was like, yeah, he's decent. Played against him a few times and because his centre-back partner wasn't great, he'd always get a chance or a goal. But then I played with him and Alan Lowen. And Alan Lowen, Alan Lowen, what a mate. <laughs> he's the most underrated player in the history of Iceland, him. And I played with him and I remember I tried to press Howlow and... Mate, it doesn't matter if you press him, he will not panic. Yeah. And he just kept playing triangles around me. I was in the off they had Cowrie and Solvis as well. And they're just playing triangles around me, mate. I was just like, wow, how good is he? I was I was getting into a lot into the analytics um of that and there was all these stats were available for Iceland. So about a year ago I was looking for all these all these different um, metrics and everything. And I could believe this how does Mario I always knew he was a good player, I always knew he was really held highly at Vikes and everything. Mm. But he was topping every metric there was for a centre back. Like I'll tell you what, I've got an overrated one. I've got an overrated one. The number eight in Kawa. He's a foreigner and I've been watching the last KR games and he hasn't played well yet. Oh, is that Olav Olby? Yeah, I, mean, I was Olby. expecting big things from him, to be fair. Yeah, he's, that, I mean, he's played every minute so far, hasn't he? I've not yeah, actually I, seen... I love Kawa, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I watched the game and he got took off at half time. He wasn't great. So I think he, so far he's the most overrated. I've never met him. Mm-hmm. It's not a dig at him, by the way, but no, I've said I haven't a lot of Cowards game not have really been like the focal ones on the TV slot sort of things for me so far. So I've not seen a lot of their games this season. But um yeah, he came he came with a good pedigree. Like it looks like it looked like a strong signing in terms of the level he'd been at. Um and I know Rune has given him every minute, but yeah, he has I have noticed he's starting to like play. I think he, I think he's minutes. obviously a very good player. Do you know what I mean? The Cowards yeah. don't sign players, but sometimes it just doesn't happen for you straight away in your first season. Yeah. But I think you'll click eventually. I think so many, players come, so many players come abroad, like, yeah, they on their first season, they have moments and then and it, it does take a season for a lot of players. It's just whether they actually stay for the second season to, actually, yeah. Yeah, to make that make that improvement. But the guy from Faroe Islands last year, was it the midfielder that they had? Yeah, Hansen, and he, yeah. Just, he broke his knee, didn't he? And he's, yeah. he's now um, yeah, rehabbing again. But um, another question. Uh, yeah, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen stories about the famous uh, junk food binge once a week. Um, for yourself. Oh, it's stopped now, mate. It's stopped. It's stopped. Okay, well, I've you have got to tell us about the Yeah, and... mate. After a lot of people ask me about that, and it got on my head. So, <laughs> I, because I've I've started with a nutritionist now, so I, I don't get a binge. Mate, I had a burger and chips last week after about eight days of doing what he said. Oh, but he, mate, to be honest, he took five kilos off me in a week. Wow, I could do yeah. that. Stay nutritionist, mate. We fancy he's popping over to London for a week, mate. <laughs> five, because obviously, just what he knows about food now. I, my ego got a big check with that because I thought I had, a, I knew what I was doing, but yeah. So, and 
probably why I ran 14.5 kilometers in the game against Aie. <laughs> Mate, I feel I honestly, I feel bang on. Uh, it's the best I felt. So, well, I heart, heart, me back, heart me back to the finale. What was the last? What was the last uh, big binge you did? Oh. What, what uh, is it? What is it? What's a what? What is a legendary Gary Martin binge on it? Oh mate, I'll sit in the bedroom and then it'll come in my head to get up. Slippers go on, I go, and you know what it is? I got the most expensive shop in the world to buy it. Crap, put <laughs> him on the token, and it'll be six donuts, uh, oh, pack of cookies, pack of hobnobs. Uh, they have this clean. They call it. It's like it's our timeout. You know what okay. I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah. Box of them, uh, a liter of milk. And two, probably two Snickers. I mean, that is. That's not a bad one. Oh, and some Oreos as well. I hope, so didn't, tell him, I hope didn't tell them the shushness about this. But... No, yeah, I sent a message of nightmare. I'm dying. Just fully send it and go to the shop. <laughs> then please don't. <laughs> and all of this is while watching the uh, watching the F1, I guess. Oh, mate, honestly, that's. It, it, the weather the other day, Sunday pissed down all day like it's not even whether you don't want to go outside and you're stuck in the house and you're thinking mm-hmm. nothing else to do except for meet me but got through it eventually which I'm quite happy with and um, another question was uh, do Selfos have the most underrated kits in the country yes and, uh, I've got that, a strong opinion on this but yes I do so. uh, yes and I think Shadden also Shadden when I went watching I think there's they're going to miss four or five players at a t- tournament that's going to the Faustin Aaron mm-hmm. yeah but yeah, I do. I believe we do. We have some very good kids. Uh, so the goalkeeper kids, pretty special as well, isn't it? Yeah, just, he had an assist for me last game. So if I kick a ball, <laughs> yeah, I did see it actually. Yeah, uh, but we have some good kids, and I'm starting to get now into the heads a little bit. Like we played two touch before training. Like every team I've ever been at, you always play two touch. So we started playing it, and we started playing for for protein bars. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Sporting bars and or rebel. you can decide what you want, but it's got to okay. be under like two pound fifty. Yeah, okay. But like, if it's four years playing, it's costing you a ten minutes. You're losing two touch. Trust, mate. <laughs> if I was doing that in my team, I'd be I'd be out of pocket unbelievably, mate. I'd be I'd be in trouble. I'd be a, a, lim- a very limited centre back trying to play uh, two touch for bloody. <laughs> but the steppy, the keeper, he plays. Yeah, he's involved in two Definitely. touch. He loves it. He lo- he's, he's great with his feet, mate. He loves it. That's amazing. Um. Yeah, mate. I think I think um, we'll leave the podcast there, man. I've I've taken up enough of your time across all the recording sessions, um, but it's been a blast, mate. It's been great to get you back on, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of the the season unfolds. Me too, mate. Because we're up like we owe you at the moment. So Thursday will be big. If we win on Thursday. I think we can we can take off a little bit, build a bit more momentum. Yep. So at the time recording now, it's the it's the 30th of May, and you're fourth on the table. Well, the next, the next speech you might be in those. And, and we and we've got some big players to come back now. Yeah, how's, how's last lastly? How's uh, how's the recoveries going? How's Gonzi? Yeah, everything's good. We've got Gonzi to come back. We've got Brecky. We've got Albert, the Ukrainian kid, who will shock a lot of people. He's decent. I actually haven't. I haven't seen anything. Yeah, before. he's decent, mate. He knows football. He, he played in Shakhtar. He knows. He knows what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? I think Iceland's a country from where it's nice and it's clean, it's safe. It's do you know what I mean? Obviously, the problems they have, which which are not nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's and then we've got Jon Bigney, our main centre midfielder, that come back in. Yeah. So we've got four big players to come in there for Thursday. Watch, so watch this space. Yeah. So Thursday's at home to a Frotto. You're going all up against uh, Sam Hughes. Me and Hughes. Yeah. In the middle. I, Ian that... Jeffs. What? Ian Jeffs versus. Uh, wow. Dean Martin. Yeah, Dean Martin. 
I, I noticed. I don't. Even, I noticed Sam Houston wasn't playing the last game, so I hope he's not injured. Um, I hope he's not injured. He will be after next. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's a dream. You literally come up against each other and sent him in. That's Man, he, I owe him one, by the way, and he knows it. 2021, right? And he blames me. I got the ball on the left, and I've come flying across pitch, and he's coming. He's trying to absolutely do me, mate, on the edge of the ball. <laughs> and he snapped me. We got a free kick, and like he put him off for about six weeks. His tackle, you yeah. did, did it to yourself, and he blamed me. He absolutely came to me, so I always want to be fair. I can but confirm that, that last game he did return. He did play last game, so yeah, I Yeah, so the, the the duel is on. Yeah, I'm, I owe him one. I'm looking forward to seeing book. that unfold. Names yeah. in the little black book. He's he's another person. He's getting the podcast one day. I need to uh, tap into. Mate, what a guy! Mate, what a guy! Mate, yeah, proper legends. Mate, what a mate! I played against him when I was in Middlesbrough. Do you know what I mean? And people don't really. Well, well, if you, when he's United, yeah. he, he won't remember me because back then he was massive, mate. He was like, I think they won the youth cup and stuff like his team. Like when we played, I was 16, playing the 18s, and I played against him. I still remember when I first researching like when I first watched Iceland, I saw these English names. I was like, let me research more. And mate, the first picture what, I saw like, was him subbing on for Wayne Rooney in the Champions League. And mate, I was like, you know, oh, you know like, <laughs> like because I grew through that age and I knew he was better than Drinkwater, he was better than Possibon. They had another they had Danny Drinkwater Possibon and they had another one who was much better. And obviously I was playing in there, I was playing two years above myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like me and Welbeck, I was Danny Welbeck's age, we got put up above a mate. He was captain of all them, you know. Like, yeah. what a player, mate. People don't understand. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe the English mentality got older in the culture, but when you're playing for Man United, but what, mate, what a player. What a legend, yeah. Yeah, uh, what a, a top player. And he's played with Rooney, mate. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. I, I, I need to see another like cohort of British players. Like you spoke about Aaron Lowe and um, yourself, Sam Houston. I mean, where's where's the next uh, where's the next cohort coming from? I, I can't. When I retire, I'm going to ship them all over, mate. I'll, I'll, I'll hold you to that, that man. English players. I'll hold you to that. I'll hold you to that. If you can tell someone you've heard about this big talent, Lucas Arnold, who's playing in the Southern Leagues <laughs> in London. I tell you, um, who's got one beating goals with Luke Williams. Look at Luke Williams and beating goals with me. Look at his record now. And explain to me how he's playing in the third league in Iceland. I met one of the the, the board members of Origin the other day, and he said he's the best player they've ever seen. Um, here he is, 29, 29 years old. Um, I do recognise him. Twenty nine years old, England under twenty caps, free England under twenty caps. Wow, playing um, last game for Gateshead. Gateshead are um, Gateshead are like yeah, Gateshead have got a lot of strong players recently. They're doing pretty well. They saw them all the North County, mate. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's Macaulay Langstaff and yeah. and Scott, wasn't it? The um, Chedwin, yeah, Chedwin Scott. The, yeah, now and now the other, um, it's not as county. But look at his career start, mate. I mean, he was honestly, I think he's played sixty games and. Oh, he's come through the Borough Academy like yourself. Yeah. Um, bloody hell! Yeah, that's insane yeah. record. How on earth are they? How on earth? Yeah, what players? I think Lasik uh, are in the. Where are they in the third division? They lost seven 0 at the weekend. I asked him how he was this morning. No reply. <laughs> Get, get Luke Williams to self or say something mate. mate what a player uh, yeah what there's a video on, on uh, YouTube playing the Stamford Bridge just gone for mate he just running past Fabregas like he's not there mate honestly what a player that's, un- that's unbelievable if, How, if he's fit if he's fit I'd say he's one of the top five players next well, in my opinion I mean, if, if if we haven't got enough narratives to look out for on this uh, on podcast yeah. episode, I want everyone that listens to this to follow Luke Williams' uh, season. He'd walk in every, any team in Iceland, in my opinion, from what I've seen, what I what I know of him anyway. That's insane. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of the season plays out. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, this has been golden, mate. Thank you so much for no uh, worries, jumping man. on. And um, 
we definitely have to run it back for an episode three one day in the future. Yeah, end of the season, see how it goes. Definitely, mate, definitely. All right, nice one. Thanks, Gary. Okay, no worries, mate. Bye-bye. So there you have it, ladies and gents. Faulty Talk episode two with Gary Martin is now done and dusted. Thanks again to Gary for a fantastic interview and his patience with multiple uh, recordings. Of course, you see all announcements for future episodes and guests on my Twitter at Faulty Lucas or the podcast Twitter at Faulty Talk. Thanks for tuning in and we'll speak to you soon.